Good morning, everyone. Great joy to be with you here on this Pentecost Sunday. I don't know about you, but I do not like practical jokes. I don't like pranks. Um, I used to, but sometimes you're on the wrong side of those practical jokes, right? A few years ago, when I was teaching Totus Tuus, uh, Totus Tuus, right, when, when you teach, you're with two men and two women, and you go across the diocese, parish to parish, week by week, uh, to put on the Totus Tuus program. Uh, there's usually about eight different teams, at least when I taught, and so naturally what happens is the teams start to compete, and you start to have these rivalries, and you start to prank each other throughout the summer. And when I was teaching Totus Tuus, uh, my team thought it would be a good idea after the evening program, after the night program, which typically ends around 9 p.m., instead of going to bed like anyone who has prudence would do, we thought it would be a good idea to go and drive halfway across the city to go and prank the other teams, right? So you find out where they're staying, the host family that's hosting them, and then you prank their car, right? Great idea, until it backfires. So this prank war eventually gets out of hand, and it ended with our car one morning getting pranked. They put syrup on our windshield, and then they put birdseed on top of that syrup. So the next morning, we were about to leave to drive to go to the parish that we were at. We had to take like a, a razor blade and scrape that birdseed off the windshield. Was not fun, right? It's all fun and games until it happens to you. In seminary, we got in a prank war once, which, long story short, eventually ended with the rector saying, there will be no more pranks at the seminary. <laughs> it ended, this, it wasn't me, but it ended with uh, a seminarian putting a diaper on a chicken and letting that chicken run throughout the, a, a person's room, and it did not go well. So. <laughs> I tell those stories because the word that came to mind for me praying with these readings is peace. When we think about, you know, maybe those practical jokes, when we think about different things that we like to play on each other, sometimes, right, we begin as friends and then we have enemies in life. I think the word Jesus has for all of us today, brothers and sisters, is peace. And I want to preach about peace with two different um, kind of aspects. First and foremost, with Jesus in the readings today, and then secondly, with regards to Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit. Peace. The Lord desires to give us peace today. Peace, of course, you know, one aspect of it would be the absence of division. But I think we all know, I, I don't necessarily have a great definition for peace, but I think we all know when we have that peace within us. And there's certain people in our lives, I hope we have them, where when we're just busy, we're stressed, and we just go to that person and they just have a peaceful presence about them. We desire that peace as well. We want peace in our hearts. We want peace to be in our lives. The absence of fighting, the absence of division, but also that kind of integral feeling of, of um, with, with no anxiety. We're free from the distractions of life and we're just peaceful. Okay, so two points with that, right? So the first, 
our readings today and uh, what does Jesus say? Before going into that, we have the Last Supper. I want to talk a little bit about this. The Last Supper, the most important meal, the most important time of Jesus' life and the Apostles' life. The night in which Jesus ordains 12 men priests and has the first Mass. These men are ordained priests. They're sent to go proclaim the gospel to the ends of the world. He gives them communion. And Jesus, knowing that those men will betray him, they will not be with him when uh, he enters into his passion. Jesus knows, despite all of this, at the Last Supper, giving them uh, those two great sacraments. Jesus knows that priests will say dumb things, that bishops may say dumb things, that the popes throughout history may even say dumb things. Jesus knows all of this, and what does he tell the apostles? What does he tell the church at the Last Supper? He says, peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. On the night of the Last Supper, Jesus leaves his apostles with those words, my peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. Knowing the betrayal that would happen, knowing that there would be fractures or fractions in the church, Jesus knew those things and he still said, I want to give you peace. And then the apostles go and they abandon God. They abandon Jesus when he needs them the most. And our reading today from the Gospel of John, on the first day of the week, on Easter Sunday night, Jesus had just risen from the dead. The apostles have anxiety, the apostles have fear. They lock the doors. Don't let anyone come and know where we are. Why? They just put the Messiah to death. And we who have followed him the last three years, if we go and show ourselves publicly, they will put us to death as well. We lock the doors so that no one can find us. And what does Jesus come in and say to them? The first words Jesus speaks after the resurrection. He doesn't shame them. He doesn't say, why have you abandoned me? He doesn't say, where were you at the most important hour of my life? He doesn't say any of that. He comes and enters the locked room, enters into that room, and he says this. Peace. Shalom. Peace be with you. Not just once, but he says it twice. Peace be with you. Shalom. In Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city of peace, Jesus speaks peace. One of the last things he says to the apostles before his death, and the first thing, the very first thing he says to them after the resurrection, peace. Peace be with you. Jesus wants to give us peace. My brothers and sisters, where do we find anxiety? Where do we find maybe divisions in our hearts? What's weighing on us? What do we bring, need to bring to the altar today where Jesus will pour out his peace upon us? Not just what, but who. My peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. In Matthew 18, Jesus says, take or, or 
In Matthew 18, Jesus says, seek forgiveness from your brother before you approach the altar. This is why at every Mass, we have the sign of peace, so that we can reconcile with another before we approach the Lord. Who is weighing on our hearts? What is weighing on our hearts? What do we need to place before the Lord today on his holy altar so that he can speak those words to you and to me? Peace. Shalom. What does this have to do with Pentecost? This reading, this gospel reading, is not Pentecost Sunday. It's Easter Sunday. He still gives them the Holy Spirit. And when he had said this, when he had said, peace be with you two times, he breathed on them. He breathed on them the gift of the Holy Spirit. This isn't Pentecost, though. Pentecost comes, as we know, so 40 days after Jesus uh, resurrects, he ascends to the Father, and he says, if I do not ascend to the Heavenly Father, I will not be able to give you the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, the Guide. I will not be able to give him to you. And so Jesus ascends to the Father. We heard this last week. And then today, on Pentecost Sunday, Jesus sends the Holy Spirit, the fire, the wind, the breath. Where is the Holy Spirit? What does he give us? In Galatians, when St. Paul writes to them, he talks about the fruits of the Spirit. But the fruit of the, the, fruit of the Spirit is this. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control, peace. One of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, when the, when the Holy Spirit is active in our lives and the Holy Spirit is active in our hearts, we have peace. And the Holy Spirit bursts forth today on the apostles, upon each and every one of us, and he desires to pour out peace into your hearts, into our hearts. Do you have the presence of peace in your life? Do you have the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life? I think one of the challenges is if we don't have peace in our life, when we don't have peace, maybe it's because we don't have the Holy Spirit enough in our life. Who do we spend more time listening to? The voices of the world, TV, media, or do we spend time listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit? Every morning I ask these guys, what should I preach about? So naturally they said, preach about the abs and how bad the oilers are. <laughs> I love the abs, and I don't even say this to um, to necessarily deter anyone from, from watching the abs, right? But do we take time to listen to the Holy Spirit? Or do we spend too much time listening to the voices of the world? Watching TV, maybe listening to bad music, maybe reading too much news. That can take our peace away. The Holy Spirit wants to give us peace.
I remember when I was interviewing to uh, the seminary, applying, one of the questions I got in that interview was, do you feel called to be a priest by the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit? And I said, I don't know. It's a hard question. But one of the things I loved about that question, right, is it can be easy to pray to Jesus. But do we have a relationship with the Father, and do we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Today, brothers and sisters, pray for that relationship with the Holy Spirit, because he desires to pour out peace in your life. So once again, what are those divisions? What are those anxieties? What are those things in your life that we need to bring to the altar today so that Jesus can say, peace be with you, and so that the Holy Spirit can pour out peace on our lives? Last point, I promise, last point, stay with me. If you've ever been to the DMV, which I'm sure all of us have, right, you get your ticket, they say, oh, it's, you're just gonna have to wait for 20 minutes, so you get your ticket, you wait in line, you sit in that waiting room, 20 minutes goes by, another 20 minutes goes by, another 20 minutes goes by, they finally call you up, you get to the front, and then they say, okay, you need your birth certificate, you need this, you need all these things, and then they're like, you also need your baptism certificate, right? You never have what you need when you go to the DMV, it feels like. In the Holy Spirit, there is no waiting room for God. We don't have to wait to go and pray to God. The Holy Spirit gives us access. Why? Because the Father and the Son from the love of the Father and the Son processes forth the Holy Spirit, the personification of the Father and the Son. And in the Holy Spirit, we don't have to wait. We have direct access to the Father and the Son. And today, brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit breaks forth into our life, into our world, and he says, have peace, come to know the Father, come to know the Son in me. The Holy Spirit pours out peace in our life. Our hearts are restless until they rest in you, O Lord. Our hearts have no peace until they find peace in you. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth.